And we are back with another episode, ladies and gentlemen. My co-host, as motherfucking usual, is 606. What's going on, my buddy? Not a whole lot, my guy. Just, you know, coming off of my last night of off days. I've been off almost a week. Then you've been off all this uh, all this time? Yeah, man. Uh, I spent like three days up in Minneapolis. And, How was that? It was pretty cold. <laughs> cold. Is it is it colder there or or here over this uh, way? It's easily like ten degrees colder on average. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't bad though. It was it wasn't like windy and choppy and shit, you know and nothing like that. I wanted to go check out this uh comedy show with my, my my chick. Okay. All right. Congratulations to six everyone. Um, his girl got down on her knee and proposed to him, like a real woman should. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. No, I don't think six that's, will let no equality. shit like that happen. That's huh? Equality. That's equality. That's yeah, I, I guess. I, yeah, that's what they want out here, man. They want the ability to be able to do that, you know. So you they can't knock her. You can't they knock her for doing it. Can't say no because <laughs> they feelings. <laughs> and it's good to know that somebody loves you enough to do something like that, you know. I mean, if that's what you call a symbol of love, then hey. Hey man, you never know. We all got our different criteria, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, so we were speaking before the podcast started about Snoop Dogg, man. And I think, you know, shout out to Snoop for branding himself the way he has in the middle of not putting out albums at time in the midst of struggles, having Master P around or whatever moves were made to keep Snoop in a good spot, man. He's done, he's done well for himself. He's, he's one of the founders of making sure that, you know, Crippin is a business now. When you look up, you can't, you can't think Crip without thinking Uncle Snoop, you know? It, there are children in Bosnia doing TikToks, Crip walking. <laughs> you know man, I mean? that's crazy. There are Japanese kids on TikTok, Crip walking. <laughs> man and, and for a while it was just here right you had the dancers doing the little crit walk dances you had bow wow doing a crit walk dance you had all these different people right doing it. you wouldn't you wouldn't get caught dead trying to crit walk mm-hmm. you get your especially head down down south, especially down south and out west well were they cripping and blood and real heavy real heavy so, i mean i was out on the west coast years ago before it was like it is now maybe i, I shouldn't say before like it is now but some years ago and I was hanging out with one of my buddies, and he took me to the neighborhood where he grew up at. And one of the young, one of the young buddies, one of the young guys was like, "Yo, we super crips out here. We super crips out here, cuz." And I was like, "What?" He's like, "We super crips out here." And later on that day, I found out what they were talking about. So, yeah, you know, shit. Hey, so, <laughs> shit. They with all of the shits, you know what I'm saying? They ready to go to war with Dark Side, Doomsday, and anybody else. Like, <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like the motherfuckers was, they was they was with all the shits. You know what I mean? They, That's they, how it was when the new breeds came out. They was like, we with all that. Like whatever you want to do, we you know what I'm saying? We 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 with all that. But again, it's not about cripping. It's about more so Snoop being such a businessman after seeing how the Super Bowl came out. Um, and you got to see him do what Snoop just does, man. You know, from hanging with Martha Stewart to doing shows and episodes on her cooking show, uh, to now acquiring Death Row Records. 
being on Soul Plane and other movies, you know, Baby Boy and things like that. He's really created a, a good brand image for himself, you know. Outstanding brand. Yeah. And besides that, he's just a motherfucker that love to chill out and smoke weed. Which is crazy to me that people still have a problem with this when that's been a part of his brand since day one. Man, listen, your body has an endocannabinoid system. I don't know how many times I have to say that, but cannabinoids are a part of your body. Cannabis is a plant that's been growing like that for thousands of years. They used to wrap mummies in hemp once upon a time to preserve the body. So for those who think that weed is so bad, you're only, you only believe that because of the information that's been given to you and you haven't done the research on it yourself. Right. It might actually help be an antidepressant for certain people. It might help some people sleep. It might help some people get their appetite back. There are different things that you can use cannabis for. And if you don't educate yourself, not people in the echo chamber, just repeating the same bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's one of those things that we don't want to do. Um, find out for yourself. Find out, find out the information for yourself. It don't matter if you read the Torah, the Bible, or the Quran. All this information that you come across, you should start doing Bro. the those those Bibles, those books even say at some point they say do the knowledge on your on your own, right? Bro, not to like, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dip into this and I'm gonna dip, I'm gonna you know what I'm saying duck out of it real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Right. 90% of the people that have pushback against marijuana usage are evangelicals, bro. You know what I'm saying? These are the people who cite the Bible at every turn anyway. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like well, for those who do read the Bible, there is a place uh, in the Bible named Cush. And that is where a certain cannabis plant grows in the mountains of Cush. So that's that. And we're going we gonna to keep on moving. We're going to keep on moving. We ain't going to stay on that. Um, I had another thought about, about cannabis, but it's not. I think it left me um, when you did your interjection and you were trying to explain something. You know, but um, yeah, for those who don't know about it, man, do the knowledge, do the, do the science, find out about it, about things for yourself. You can't take everybody's word. Um, just like if I say it right now to you all that Vicente Guerrero was an African Mexican black man or African Mexican who grew up in Mexico and he abolished slavery. He was the first black president or black and Mexican president of Mexico, mostly I wouldn't take my word because it's coming from me. Right. But you know, if you do your research, you'll find out that the dude was real. And then they killed him. They hung that man. You know, so uh, do the knowledge on your own, on, on, for, for own things for yourself, man. You know, it's, it's good to, to walk in the path of those who came before you, but man, some of this stuff, y'all gotta research on your own. Otherwise you, you could be, you could make a fool out of yourself. I was having a conversation with somebody. We were talking about, uh, you know, what I'm saying historical perception. We were talking about uh, how uh, it's already recorded how many years black people have been on the on the continent of you of the United States under the Slavery Act. Now, that's not necessarily every other historical document that outlines how long we've been here, but just strictly based on that, we strictly basing it on slavery, on the triangle trade. You know what I'm saying? We've had that element brewing in this country longer than we've had presidents. That's a fact. 
You see what I'm saying? And that's just only on record. So that means that we've had these presidents under this regime from George Washington up. Now the regime prior to the current regime that we have, there's no record of it as far as like just going out and getting it. It's like, like nobody knows that America even fucking exists, but it exists because there were fucking black people working in the South. Correct. You see what I'm saying? So who the fuck were the leaders then? What did those leaders represent? It obviously, wasn't just it wasn't just the South and the North. The South and the North didn't become two different entities until the war started. So they were one whole fucking nation still. Might have been only a handful of states, but who the fuck was in charge then? Yeah, who was in charge? And then if you go back and look at the Earth during those certain time periods, you could see if those maps are correct, you could see those maps where they were divided up by native native territories native colonies right. that actually lived here the yeah. apaches the choctaw the, the barefoot the the seminoles um choctaw if i didn't say it um uh you had all these different tribes the apache you had so many different tribes uh what's the other ones uh the banaka you had all these different tribes the the, the banaka which is a, the tribe that uh benjamin banneker comes from yeah. all right so you had all these different tribes that were already here and had established position, you know, and you had the migration of people from Mexico that had took over a certain part uh, of land that we know as Texas and, and California. So um, we, people were already here, but those, those are just the recorded histories as far as we know. Yeah, the way um, they outlined that. You know yes, saying? his story, right. his story, not his, not not the whole story, not half the story, but his story. That's so. why, that's why, like, there's this conversation being had about like who the first president truly was. You see what I'm saying? Because on record, again, under this regime, the one that we currently call the United States of America or whatever, this corporation, this only started with the voting in of George Washington, according to paperwork. You see what I'm saying? And like, mm. you can't tell me that prior to George Washington, everybody was freelancing. Or we were just all running under the British rule and that was it. No, I, I refuse to believe that. No. This is unsupervised fucking territory, bro. Correct. Fucking British soldiers here that you can't stop what they was trying to build here because it obviously couldn't. No, and then there were, uh, um, I forgot, but there were actual documents where people said that they had landed in Virginia and they saw people that were dark. There were yeah. people that were dark there and they had oh, got, yeah. yeah, and they and they had got, they got, they got chased away. They got chased out of, out of, off the islands or off the uh, beach or whatever it was. And they were sent home and then other people embraced them or whatever it was. So um, it's definitely, it was definitely people already here. And we already know that we were here. We, are, we already know we were, we, we were doing business, reading, writing, and arithmetic, arithmetic. We were, we were doing the basics, you know, making sure that people knew how to making sure people to new food clothing shelter and science and everything so I, I i refuse to believe that there's no way they could have just came here and all of a sudden just oh we're gonna establish this because you didn't we were just gonna set up shop right here you didn't because you still took the people that were already here you enslaved them and then you went other places and enslaved people and brought them over and told them what y'all did there do that shit here so we, we we know how this goes man we know how it goes but um I don't even know how we got off into that, but you know, Vicente Guerrero, man, God bless him. God bless his legacy, you know, and anything else that's going on with that. Um, salute to uh, Big Snoop Dogg for for carrying his crib into his crib into a, a, another phase of life. 
and, and being as successful as he is, man. Snoop might end up saying we he might end up hitting a billion before before too long, man. And what's crazy is he'll hit the billion in the most in the most Snoop way. Yeah, on some <laughs> cool shit. On some cool shit. He may end up being a, a big, unless he already is a big player in the uh, cannabis industry. He may end up doing something big there, or 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 turning 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 out a couple movies that may be big as fuck. You know, I wonder if I wonder if he got any type of business with uh Magic Johnson. I wonder if they got any ventures together. It's possible. It's fucking possible. Absolutely. 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 You know what I'm saying? Like, even, like, I think the same day the news came out that he bought Death Row Records, there was a, a chick who had uh, came out and accused him of uh, sexual assault that he, that she said that he hired her to do a job and later on fired her because of her performance on the job. It's like, but she said that in order to get the job, she had to dome the team or some shit like that. Now, my thing wow. is, if the, and if this happened like 20 something, almost 30 years ago. I'm like, that's a that's a hard one to sell. It's amazing how that works, huh? And I'm not saying that nothing happened because I know a young lady, you know, I've talked about this before. I know I know a couple young women who um were were touched or assaulted or raped. I, I do, but and and I, and they told me about how it made them feel and everything. So I'm not gonna take nothing away from that, which is why they didn't speak out immediately when it happened. You know, they felt dirty and unclean, and they right. felt no one would believe them and everything. But 20 to 30 years, it's a very long time. And like you've been, you could have, you could have literally dropped that dime a year ago to the day. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Or five years ago to that, any time in history, you could have dropped that dime. But and he's always been in the news. He's always been on TV. He's always mm-hmm. he's always been winning in public. So why on this win, this specific win, this particular win? You know what I'm saying? Why now? Like why does everybody all of a sudden come out and say, "Oh, I don't know, man." It's, it's, this person touched me. He he. he forced me to do something sexual and I wanted the job real bad and I could not I couldn't not get the job so I decided to dome the team <laughs> who makes you dome the whole squad though like what <laughs> what 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 propels you to do that like Man, the whole apparently squad. it was an acceptable number whatever the team was it was enough where she said I can do this amount of people I'm not gonna do 10 I'll do six <laughs> did she negotiate the terms and it ain't funny it's not funny but I, i'm i'm when you put it in proper when you put it in and when you put it in a general context it's like what was the number you know what i'm saying to make her because he would say you got done the team this 30 niggas my guy because he yeah he That's keep crazy. him even with him yeah like what was exactly. the number that you what said all number? right yeah she looked around the room she saw the, the guys and she was like <sighs> are you from rolling 20s or rolling 60s <laughs> and then that'd be like the number <sighs> and then, you know I'm, I'm we're making jokes and we should because you know it's somebody's uh life and everything and we don't want to speak speak ill about it but these man i 
those these situations are very iffy, man. They're very iffy to me. Like I don't I don't know how to. I don't know. I don't I look know. At that shit like I look at that shit the same way I look at action movies, bro. You know, like action movies set up a premise that's very engaging, but you know that shit is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like John Wick. I look at her situation, her 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 complicated situation with Snoop the way I look at John Wick. Mm-hmm. The nigga woke up that day, went to work, didn't know how his day was gonna end. He caught a John Wick bullet protecting the motherfucker. The same thing. Snoop woke up that day, went to work, and boom, she came out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Now, whether or not it has any plausibility to it, it's gonna have some sort of impact. But I, he, the way he's he's so cool, bro. I don't even know if he even gonna he gonna do it in a measured way like most celebrities do. He's just gonna shut. He's gonna be like, man, shut up, bitch, and keep on moving. You know what I'm saying? It's, I, don't, I, just, I don't think it's, it's gonna bounce off of him. Yeah, I don't think it, it'll it'll stick. But also, you know, those are one of those situations where, you know, somebody always not saying that it didn't happen, but if you're looking for a payout, man, you could have got in. You could have went out to any celebrity and probably hit that lick. But Snoop, especially if he if he know he got some got one on you, mm. Mm. probably embarrass her ass. Yeah, and that's the other thing you got to think about. You know, like, if you do this... Man, you better make sure you got all your ducks in a row. Yeah, because now, because if it becomes a power, if it becomes a power thing, like, the dude is sitting on money. We, we're talking about a guy who's been around yeah, in resources. the entertainment... Yeah, he has resources, and he's been in the entertainment industry for a very long time. And he loved. Yeah, like, you have to... He ain't Kodak Black. No, you have to be aligned with people that hate Snoop. You have to be aligned with people that hate Snoop and that's willing to throw dirt on his name for nothing. Man. This, this nigga ain't R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? This nigga, that, I mean, like, shit. I don't even know if it, his, his record reflects something like that. You know what I'm saying? And not, not to say it doesn't happen because, hell, even Tip and his wife, you know what I'm saying, do some swinging shit. Yeah, yeah. So they, so they know they open themselves up to the possibility that motherfuckers gonna try them. You know what I'm saying? But Snoop fucking got what? Pee Wee League football. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? He's investing in all these different ventures. He, he His brand is protected, bro. He is not fucked. They not fucking around over there. She better make sure she got her shit together. You're going to accuse this man of this shit? You better come with it. Man, you got to. That, that's Too many people eating off this man. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he takes care of a lot of people. And to say something like that, like we, Snoop is a business. And you're when you say something like that, and there's a possibility or a chance that a person like that could end up being locked up. There are people that are willing to go to bat and stand mm-hmm. with him and, and make sure that he's good. Like you, whatever it is that you're saying, if it's true, it has to be like it has to be thorough. Yeah, it has to be thorough. Yeah, yep. that shit got to be solid because you, you, you running into you running you. What they say you uh, crawling up it was it crawling up a tree. You, Running up on the wrong tree or something or whatever it is. Barking up the wrong tree. Barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, that's the that's the wrong one, pimp. That's the wrong one. Man. All right, my question to you, man, is you question. Uh, my question is about Michael Jackson, man. Do people? Do you think people actually listen to his albums? In modern times, I think his I think his uh, 
listenership is probably plateaued. I don't think it's going to get any higher unless kids are like reintroduced to it. But I think like his general listening public, they, we still listen. I'm, I still listen to a lot of Michael. I listen. I listen to Michael Jackson music, and Mike was with the shits, man. He was really about the people, and he was about the the the, the environment. Yeah, I mean, for the for the bulk of his career, that's why I said I told somebody the other day I was like, Michael Jackson has almost always made a themed album. I said that's that's not that wasn't common in in music and R and B. You did what I'm saying? Like most albums are like love themed or or uh romance themed or something like that. But his shit was like about theatrical shit that meant something. There's like an underlying message in there. You know what I'm saying? Like bad, you know what I'm saying? You listen to that album and like uh Speed Demon, Liberian Girl. You see what I'm saying? You start listening to all these different each song's almost like a, a part in a story. And it kind of tell you a larger story about what he really care about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if you take like the the concept of the song bad, to me it's it's a cheesy song in retrospect. As you know, as an adult, I'm listening to it and it sounds kind of cheesy to me. It's a pop song or whatever. But the message in the song, like man, don't try me. You know, and he ain't talking to like regular people. He's talking about industry people, bro. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the things that like when I when I listened to his music, you can tell like he he. Mike was really speaking like on things that that might may have happened to him or things that just in general like the environment tearing down the rainforest, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 tearing apart the uh, uh, the atmosphere and things like that. Like he was actually speaking on things that actually mattered. You know, right. um, stop pressuring me. Uh, what's the other song? How does it feel? I forgot the name of that song. Um, that's one of my favorite songs, actually. Uh, I forgot the name of it. It's one of my favorite songs. I can't remember it all of a sudden. Um, Stranger in Moscow. Boom. There it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that 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 was one of those songs. And why you I think why you why you tripping on me was another one. Like he had all these songs. But when you actually do people actually listen to what the Mike lyrics. was saying. Yeah, the lyrics. Mike was really speaking on like some shit like. And then it was like when you say the thing, I think one of, I think it is it, I don't know if it's the theme or the aesthetic of Mike's music was like it was like kind of like hardcore. Yeah. You know, it was like really hard, like hard music, like crashing music. Yeah, it's like chaos, like uh, organized chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh I kind of picked I think like he started leaning heavier into that stuff when he was like in his 30s. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? His music kind of like it went from like a a part, a jovial party themed aesthetic it kind of got dark around thriller came out of that and went to like a whole different heavy place with bad and from bad on out that's where it was like that's where you kind of start noticing like a a, a heavy you know what I'm saying? A heavy fisted sound you know what i'm saying like yeah of course he had his ballads and stuff like that but like the general songs that he was really trying to push to you mm-hmm. it was like i think i don't know if he was motivated by fucking public enemy or what but that's what I, I got from him, dude. Mm. It was like, he was like, cause he had that same energy and vibe behind his music. It was just his own style. But yeah, cause he, I would be, I would, I would be listening enemy. to some of the music. I would be listening to some of the music and go, yo, Mike got like this really hardcore, like there's a hardcore that's- feel to the to the beats. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it was, I guess it was just meshing, meshing with the way that he was. Like Mike was a soft-spoken guy, but it's like he sung hard. Like he, he really sang. Yeah, he was. He sang very hard, and of course, that had to do with his backing and the way his his, his father was was treating him. He made them sing 
with everything in them. But um, I, I always, I always would listen to the music like Dirty Diana and all that. Like you could hear it, Thriller and everything. Bars like and the crash and the stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was it's like really heavy shit that he had going on. Yeah, yeah, that's what kind of made me think. Like, right, that's sometimes that's right around the NWA PE era, whatever, because they had like comparably louder music back then. It was like rappers, hip hop at the time, what was more just, you know what I'm saying, a drum machine in the loop. And then all of a sudden you get like the PE NWA era where it becomes a little bit more aggressive. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's around the time when Mike started being a little bit more aggressive sonically with his music and stuff mm. like that. And it kind of like really stuck. Okay. I mean, because he was in, he was influenced by a lot of stuff anyway. You know what I'm saying? He was inspired and influenced in a lot of ways. I think I wouldn't be too surprised if you know Hank Shockley and those guys probably kind of like, you know, what I'm saying spark some ideas. Yeah. Did did he did he work with uh, what's his name Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis? Yep. They uh yeah, yep. Before they started working with Janet, I think he yeah. worked. With, yeah, I think he worked with them a little bit. Mike Mike did some Mike did some dope shit, man. He really did do some dope that. ass music. I don't know, bro, because. I don't know because Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis work with Prince and, and more. Mm. So I don't know if Mike worked with them. That, that would be something we had to look up because I'm, I'm Jerome. I think it Jerome from uh the time who used to hold the mirror up and shit. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think that's Terry Lewis' brother. Okay. I mean, I'm not sure. I, I, that's why I asked. I, it would be something we have to look up and research and everything because I'm definitely not sure. But I, because I, I was trying to picture it, like I could picture that that scenario where they do where they do music with Michael Jackson because they did do music with Janet. So right. maybe, maybe not. Never know. Hell no! Everybody's always around somebody. That's the other thing about music, man. When that uh, that that's crazy. When when people see new producers or so called new producers, they really think like these people just walked in a room and got on and started making beats and stuff. A lot of these people been been around. They've been in different groups. and They've been around, making their making their way and making their name for themselves. It just it, it just didn't happen like that. I know some of them went uncredited for like five to ten years strong. They just went behind the scenes playing their little part on the whole song. Be like that's a fact. 20, Twenty niggas in a room contributing to one song. That's a fact. Yeah, you got uh, some people writing like, writing the verses. Young Berg's whole team, uh, hit maker. Mm-hmm. He got a whole team of them dudes in there working. They just do another hit maker, and they he cut them the check. Yeah, you got people that may be writing hooks, people that may be writing verses, people that may be writing bridges to songs. You know what I mean? People Some that people do uh, what they do the they they do the harmony without the words. So they go yeah. and they just do that and they present it, and then they write words in that harmony. Yeah, like here, yeah, you gonna do this at this point of the song? You gonna do do this like this? Yep, I forgot what that's called though, but yeah. It's, it's all song, right? They get a whole check. Yeah, they get a whole writer's check, and all they did was do all that shit over the top. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They do but, that. I mean, that's the way that shit go, though. And you they know? do that for rappers. Well, they just come up with the cadence. <laughs> first, they come up with the cadence first, and then they put the words to that cadence. Let me ask you a question. Would you ever want to be... Would you ever want to work with a group of people like that if you had the the, the money for that? Would you ever want to do that? I would love to do that. Do yeah, yeah, dude, I, dude, I've been wanting to start a production team team for the longest, where people just had their specialties and they contribute to the outcome. You know what I'm saying? Just on the collaboration, build a beat, sell that motherfucker. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just create a, a factory for just creative motherfuckers to put their work in. You know what I'm saying? If you play bass, you know what I'm saying? Play bass. If you play keys, play keys. If you program drums, program drums. If you're, you know what I'm saying? If you if you a dope sequencer, because some people just dope with the sequence and they can fucking put a whole project together. They could break an album down. You know what I'm saying? Some people understand uh, general engineering and EQing. You know what I'm saying? All of those things matter, man. I think that it's, it's interesting that like uh, it's become more of a public thing that in hip hop that's been that's a thing because they people seen Kanye put together a team, mm-hmm. they seen Puffy put together a team, but it's still kind of rather taboo because we still used to the DJ and the MC being the the one and the two together. As I think, opposed, to I think for me that would be weird though having having a team of people tell me how to how to write my rhymes or not write my rhymes to your damn shit. I'm not letting nobody do that, but. Um, maybe you should try harmonies and things like that. And then I would be in there, you know, in those environments before. They yeah, I, I would be like, man, shut the fuck up, bitch. I know about harmonies and chords and shit. I'll do it on my own. But I, I, it would, it would, you know, I would have to be in the mood for that. I would have to be in the mood for it. I think the biggest, the biggest plus to that is that you have somebody who actually has as much invested in the outcome of that song as you giving some input that can actually lead to a better outcome. Yeah, and I think that's what matters in the end. Yeah, because it ain't like it, it's tough, like coming up with a song that you really think is dope and you fuck with that song heavy. And then when you put it out, don't nobody fuck with it. I'll be like, dude, the fuck? Yeah, like I, I really work my ass off to do that. Yeah, ain't nobody fucking I get off of that. Ain't nobody fucking with it, man. But when you got like a team of people who, and ain't no yes man involved, just a nice cluster of people and be like, yo, what you think on this? You know what I'm saying? Or they actually sitting there during the creative process and they giving you some input as it happened in real time. Mm-hmm. Or, or fucking rappers who listen to the producer or producers who listen to the rapper. Most motherfuckers don't even listen to the motherfucker that's on the project. They just throw them a beat and walk away and then tell them they don't like it after the whole fucking project got recorded. You know what I'm saying? It's sure, like, sure. It's, it's, it's interesting, bro. It's, um, it's like the creative, these creative processes got it. I feel like for me, it'll be dope to see what that creative process looks like as an end result, especially at this stage in my in my creative life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I think it would be it would just for me it would just have to be me opening up and accepting uh other people's uh opinions feedback. outside of the yeah opinions, feedback, criticism outside of the normal people that I deal with. Um but once the art once the artistry starts flowing I think that's when it'll it'll probably it'll 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 change for me. Like I'll probably be more in tune with what's going on. Um, as long as I don't lose like the actual the 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 base of what it is I'm trying to accomplish. You know what I mean? But if we if it's something like where they're saying this is going to be a hit song, then it, depending on reputation, I may go, all right, well, I, I'm going with what you're saying. It just don't make me look bad out here, you know what I mean? My first studio session was damn near like like what I'm describing though. Mm-hmm. I, I, my first studio session happened as a result of me going to the studio with some guys that I had just met, and uh, I went with them on their first studio session, and uh, I got to know the engineer and the DJ who was in there who programmed drums, and I was watching them work as a collaborative to kind of put together this beat for for the dudes I met, and I was like. Damn. And then they were like just asking for feedback. What you guys think? Is this what you want? And they would like just pantomime or say certain things that they wanted added to the song. And that shit was happening in real time. 
and I was looking at the flow of it, how easily it worked because everybody was like just like all like it was just three of them, a, a team of three just communicating back and forth what to add to it here, what to put in there there. Uh, hey, you should probably tweak the bass like this to kind of make it work a little hard and shit like that. I'm hearing them talk and they worked that beat out in minutes. It was down there a complete song. The last part of it was sequencing the song out into the length that they wanted. And they left it up to the rappers to decide how they wanted their beat sequence. Mm-hmm. It was made. And that was dope as shit to me. So I immediately booked me a session behind that. And then my session down there went the same way. And I came with way more detailed information. I knew exactly what I wanted my first beat to sound like and all of that shit. I okay. came sample. I knew what, how, my, how I wanted my drums to go. I knew like if I wanted a drum roll in a specific place, I needed it there. If I needed a, all of that shit, I, I came super prepared. It fucked them up. They were like, whoa. <laughs> so, so was it did work, from that first session that you were a part of, was it that you was taking notes or that you just mentally uh, made the notes yourself? I had always knew I wanted to make that beat, but okay. I just at the resources. But when I, when I was able to present it to them, I knew exactly how I wanted that beat to sound. You know what I'm saying? Because I had in my mind, I, I sat and listened to that sample. I don't imagine rapping over that beat. You know what I'm saying? And this again, this is before I even started making beats, bro. I was like, just this my first time in the studio. My my first time in my session in my in the studio. You know what mm-hmm. But yeah. It was it's 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 a it's a good atmosphere to be in because you got people who actually care about their part in it. Uh, and it's a lot of pressure for a single producer to kind of like uh I guess produce an entire project, win or lose, because on as a sole producer, is I could say like just from the from my perspective, you got a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. It's like the creative aspect of it, the outcome of the music. You kind of want to you want to give it a vibe and stuff like that. But I had to also put myself in the mindset that if I was to go back in time and you go to see James Brown play live, there are multiple people on stage. You know what I'm saying? You go back and see Martha and the Vandellas, the same thing. The Temptations, the same thing. Only in hip hop, whereas motherfuckers is playing shit off the fucking computer or off some turntables. Yeah. You get a situation where it's just two niggas on stage. You see what I'm saying? So it's like kind of got to, if you really want your music to sound robust, you got to get some other minds and, and, and creative heads involved. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. To another topic. This whole Joe Rogan situation. What you think about that? Me, I'll, I'll say this when I first heard about it, because I'm scrolling Instagram like anybody else does, right? Minding my business, sitting here on a Saturday, I'm scrolling Instagram. And as I scroll, I see Talib Kweli's post and it says repost of Joe, Joe Rogan. This is a, a very teachable moment. I think that's what the post said. Mm-hmm. So I tap on it. And, I, and it pops up and Joe Rogan goes into his dialogue and he says, you know, I said some stuff that I shouldn't have said uh, 10 years ago. Um, and I realize now that me saying that is causing me a problem now. Um, and he said, this is a very teachable moment for me. And then he also said that if, if I have to say that I'm a racist and I'm not a racist, that means that I know that I fucked up. He said most, uh, he said, I think he said something like other people can't, admit to that he said but i can and i realize what i did and i realize what i said right now hearing that i was like wow what happened and then i I immediately thought oh i remember a couple weeks back 
the COVID situation, right? right? So dealing with the COVID situation, he's like, I'll take an ivermectin or whatever it is to help uh, get get it, get the shit out of my body. You're not supposed to use it uh, too much or whatever it is, but I did it. I used it. My, I, I was okay. My family was okay. It's not doctor prescribed. They wouldn't, they don't want him to use it. It's all this shit going on for months and months and months, maybe a year, Joe, maybe months. I'd say months. I can't say a year. For months, Joe Rogan's been talking like this. And no one's been able to knock him off his soapbox this entire time that he's been saying this stuff. Right? right? We had this conversation. Well, we're going to have it now. Go ahead, go. We're going to have it now. <laughs> All right. Did we have it on? Did we have it doing a podcast? We talked briefly about it, but we didn't go any. Okay. We about to do nothing. So, as, as we're sitting there, as I'm sitting here listening, to, thinking about what he's saying, I go, wow. Not too long ago, y'all were on his ass about the whole COVID situation. And y'all couldn't move him. Y'all couldn't budge him. Spotify didn't give up on them. Nobody gave up on them. They just said, all right, cool. You know, like y'all feel the way y'all feel. We feel the way we feel. So you had people pull their podcasts and their music off of Spotify. Well, we're not going to be over. We don't want to be a part of this if you guys are going to be keeping Joe Rogan on it. Right. To this day, here we are in uh, a few months into a couple months, a few months into the new year. And y'all still couldn't budge, get him off his off his soapbox. So what y'all decide to do? You all decided that, hey, let's take the racial, let's take the racial role. And you know what they did? They served it up to India Irie. They were like, don't you want, wouldn't this piss you off? Wouldn't this make you want to take your music off the platform? Somebody gave her videos of him saying that, what he said. I, I didn't know that. that. Yeah, she's the one that went, made it go public on that. You know what I'm saying? I wonder how many other black artists they served that up to before they got her. You see what I'm saying? She ain't just go looking for no Joe Rogan. No, because nobody was. Because here's the thing for all the people who, who are upset about it. And if, if you're upset about what Joe Rogan said, him using the word, then using the word. Hey, you, 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 feel, you got every right. You, you got every right to that. feel that way. I, I was a little taken back by it too. But here's the thing. 10 years ago when he was saying that, nobody said nothing. It wasn't a big deal. Nobody gave a wasn't fuck. a big deal. Everybody, everybody was cool with Joe Rogan saying it then. Why? Because he wasn't touching nobody's, uh, he wasn't touching nobody's feeling about any certain situations. It's always good to, especially with that word, to say it until you. It's not going your way, and then all of a sudden, now they want things to go their way, and it's not going their way. So they they weaponized a black woman and her feelings about it. They got they weaponized the word. Yeah, they used the word against her to get the reaction that they wanted. And here we are now having a conversation about it, but nobody views it. Nobody's going to view it that way because they're looking at it from a, they're looking at it from a, a micro perspective. I'm looking at it from a, a larger macro perspective, bro. Absolutely. Like, uh, absolutely. Every year since he said it, nobody said anything about it. All the shit they so-called complained about when he had Alex Jones on the podcast, nobody said anything about it. You know what I'm saying? And this, these are clips that's always been live on his channel. They, he's never taken none of these videos down. Never so, took none of this stuff down. It's, it's all it's, it's always been on his YouTube. And when I would watch his podcast at times, like even even four or five years ago, when someone put me onto it, I think I would watch it. And I, would, and I was I'm like, "Yo, like my man, like you just gonna say it and keep on and keep on going." But if I'm hearing it and it's been going on, why all of a sudden now it's because of the narrative that you all want to paint. You couldn't get Joe Rogan off his soapbox. 
for the whole Corona thing. He had a, he has, he's had a couple doctors come on there and talk to him about it. Only way you can shut him up <laughs> is by using us. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you want to weaponize. So now you want to weaponize us against Joe Rogan. And if you notice it, like, it ain't a lot of us going for it. Like, it's like, man, come on, man. That man been doing that for how long? Man. That man said that 10 years ago. He was saying it 10 years ago on his platform, never, on YouTube. YouTube never had a problem with it being on there. Nope. Nobody <laughs> said yeah, nothing. Nobody so said nothing. What the, the word is only offensive when y'all ready to acknowledge that it's offensive. But y'all the same ones can't wait to use it. Same way. Why can't we use can the I, word? Why can't I say it? It's why in can't all I say the songs the word? I like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's you all. And then I got people and this part, too, because I got people saying, you know, I think something wrong with you. You lose in touch with reality or your blackness because you're not offended. So here's here's the thing about me not being offended. Maybe it's because I know what the fucking word means. Maybe I know the different versions in the etymology of the fucking word, which is why it doesn't fucking bother me. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's why the fucking maybe word don't you, bother me. But maybe when you educate yourself and you become wiser because of situations and circumstances, you never fall for the bullshit. You can see it for what it is. You use critical thinking skills. We maybe it is that. Maybe that's a part of it as well. Maybe I'm not so easily moved by a word that I have more understanding of than my actual upbringing told me about like i learned about history like they were very good at teaching us about history and kings and queens and uh artists and, and architects and astronomers and all these great things that we did but that specific word i wasn't taught too much about so when i started doing the digging for myself i found out more than most people know and it wasn't until i linked up with six and a few other people that had a clear understanding of what that word means me and six can use the word amongst each other and salute each other in a divine, inspiring way because we know what the word means. But you're not going to weaponize that word against me, or right. tell me that I'm lacking blackness or 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 understanding of, of, of who touch. I am. I'm out of touch, right? I'm out of touch because I'm not mad because of what Joe Rogan said. Listen, were y'all mad ten years ago when he was saying it? Well, why ain't why ain't uh, why ain't you people uh, push for it then? It's insulting to black people. No, it's insulting now because a lot of people are in their feelings and in their, in their emotions. I think Joe Rogan is going to be okay. He's going to be all right. And in the end, let's just get to that minor part. Setback. It's a That's minor all. setback. That's all. It, it's going to be great for a Netflix special. I don't even think he got a whole lot of brands attached to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see him like with a lot of sponsorship deals and like that. So Traeger Grilled is one of those. Um, yeah. Cause he's, he's, he talked about it so much to the point where, you know, he loved it. And now they gave him a deal with that. But Joe Rogan was already out here making moves. Joe yep. Rogan was out here doing comedy long before this shit kicked off. Joe Rogan is a 50 year old man who has made his way through comedy. And some of the guys he hang with is Dave Chappelle and a bunch of other fucking guys. And I'm sure there are conversations being had with them in the background that we don't hear about and that we don't know about. And they're all going over and saying, yo, you did fuck up. You did fuck up. You weren't supposed to say the word, but you did. And this is your trial and tribulation. And see you on the other side. You know, I, I'm not going to make I'm not for, for those who are thrown off about me saying that. And, and I lost touch with reality or my blackness. I'm not going to have youth programs. I don't want to teach people about the word. 
I'm the one that, that that tells people about their blackness. I just t- told y'all about Vicente Guerrero. Y'all probably don't even know the fuck I'm talking about. I think it's one of the things where, because I'm fortunate where I'm not in those spaces where I'm having these types of conversations with anybody. I I only want to have this talk with nobody in like real in the real world about that because it's I, gonna get so twisted. Yeah, everybody had like a convoluted perspective on it, and it's like it's not fair to the subject. You know what I'm saying? It's not fair to the conversation to even do it because the the why. The why of it is gonna get is gonna get lost. It's all gonna go into racism, and nobody's gonna say. No one's gonna say. Well, why did this happen? Why did and, it happen? And you can't have a real, true, nuanced conversation if it's just you and another black person. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's have, if we're gonna have a talk, let's have a talk. You know what I'm saying? Let's bring a white person over here. Let them because this this will be a learning experience for all of us, right? Quick, let's go ahead and do this. You know what man, I'm saying? Listen, man, yeah. I I don't think nothing much of this shit. I don't either, bro. I think like this is just another thing. It's just another thing, right? Yeah, and 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 what they're doing is for those who don't understand, you got to be very careful with situations like this. Let me say this while it's on my mind. You got to be very careful because this is another situation where you can cause the people or the powers that be that y'all believe in or whatever could turn around and say, you know what, we're gonna make this an authoritarian society. We'll tell you what's what's okay when we say it's okay. Yeah, I got to be very careful. Yeah, I want the freedom to we have the freedom of speech to say what we want and 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 live our lives. Now y'all want to sen- start canceling people and censoring people based on something that you don't like. Well, don't listen no fucking more. It's a whole demographic of them. It's like, and then I they don't, I don't, honestly don't even think they make up two percent of the whole country, but they be on no. the internet. They just on the internet. They they keep war warriors, bro. Keep war warriors because if people really, if you really about that life, it's so much to fight out here in the real world. You know what I'm saying? It's way more. You can you can affect way more change if you that damn passionate about something like that. Get out here in the real world and face the shit head on. Facts plus you know tax. You can't just be on on Twitter and Facebook. Like you you now you're shit. ignited. Now you're ignited about racism. Racism right. is 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 this country was built on racism. The last two on it. the last two thousand one hundred years of colonization imperialism was built on racism. Racism, very, racism very, is what, th- what drives human humanity, bro. It you don't have classism without racism. No, you don't. You don't even have a you can't even have a democracy. Listen, you all racism. wouldn't have that's why we the have the majority of every country wouldn't have the wealth that they have without racism and people saying, go put them niggas to work. And I'm not trying to be mean or or or, or anything like that, but it's a lot of realizations that people just don't get. Man. man, these motherfuckers look and, and the Catholic Church, the papal bulls, if you read them, them motherfuckers said it's OK to enslave black people. So what are y'all talking about? So Joe Rogan is just one person. He's just a, he's he's the he's the guy that's in the crosshair. Yeah. And he's a new distraction. Yeah. Joe Rogan is a new distraction. Don't well, forget about the people that was on them boats. We, we supposedly going to war. <laughs> but we talking about Joe Rogan. And y'all China. talking about Joe? Man, come on, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. They y'all, y'all that easily distracted. Keyboard warriors sitting around, man. Some of these people live with their mama. He said, Some of the people be sitting weird. around. Some of these people be sitting around beating their dick. Ain't 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 ain't, t- ain't sniffed no pussy since they came out of one. <laughs> and, and y'all y'all talking about some Joe Rogan? What Joe Rogan said, man. Listen. 
if it took you 10 years to figure that out that he'd been saying the n-word where you been all the time because obviously you've been listening to his podcast when we point out races they say we's too sensitive though when we point them out you know what I'm saying? And I could point on a bunch of racist out, motherfuckers. And we point out whole heavy movers. We ain't talking about yes. no Rogan. We point out politicians. And, Facts. And, and heads of sports industry. Man, the leaders <laughs> of sports industry. And y'all telling us y'all worried about Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan. Joe why Rogan. Could, <laughs> why couldn't we get the heads of, of the NFL? <laughs> what? Bruh. <laughs> Bro, come on, man. Y'all, y'all got it all twisted. You know, yeah, hey, listen, if y'all want to cancel something, cancel the Ku Klux Klan. Cancel racism. All right, cancel it. You ain't gonna you ain't gonna stop it by by attacking a man who used a, a derogatory word. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's only derogatory because <laughs> now now, even... now is now is <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there with them, man. Yo, man. It's craziness. Yeah. It's craziness out here, bro. To the black people that's upset about, about him saying that, because y'all, y'all fuck with Joe Rogan. Even if you, you didn't fuck with Joe Rogan, you think he's a racist piece of shit. Is he? Is he really? Is he really? And if, if you, if you and what, really... What constitutes that? Like, what, like, think about, like, you know how they say, uh, one drop of black blood, you got a black baby, right? Yep, 116. So, so, all right, so, my thing is this, like, so, how, what, how do you measure how racist somebody is? Like, is it that one act that's perceived as racism or is it like a full racist a full-on racist act and that that one little racist act for the rest of your life you racist yeah you do know what i'm saying like what it's, are we talking here what are we talking about what are we talking about like so if, if he's officially a racist now if he, if he's officially a racist but he has not owned it he don't have to own it because that one little drop that one little mistake you do know what i'm saying now we got to cancel joe rogan but y'all won't <laughs> y'all won't cancel the motherfuckers that's that's causing people right. bodily harm. You're right. You know what I'm saying? We've been getting beat by the, by the police since they were called the, the marshals. The, these goddamn blue lives matter, motherfuckers. <laughs> Ain't no blue lives, motherfuckers. Ain't no blue matter. lives, bitch. You can take that uniform off. This shit right here, I got is forever. It, it goes man. nowhere. And most of y'all ain't even good at that job. <laughs> y'all, man, y'all suck at it. Y'all horrible. And if I get on, if, if I got on some shit and wanted to spit the, uh, the law back to you, y'all be sitting there wanting to shoot me. Man, you want to shut this nigga up? <laughs> what are you a What are you a lawyer or something? No, I'm a law-abiding citizen that knows his fucking rights, idiot. What? Man, this shit's crazy, man. Like y'all gonna weaponize that word in us because y'all want Joe Rogan out the way because of what he said about COVID. So you're using the N word as your way, your your your, your B plan, your plan B to get. The, the COVID shit out of there. You know how many, he's not the only one with a platform with the same message. He's just the one with the loudest voice at the moment, but who gave him the loud voice? Who did it? You all did. all did. You all did. All of a sudden your dog biting you, your dog barking back at you, and now you want to put him down? <laughs> now you made, you, you raised this dog. <laughs> All of a sudden, you don't let him in your home, and he's shitting everywhere. Now you, now yeah, you upset. Right. Now you want to put him out. <laughs> now you want to put him out. All right, come on, man. Y'all got to cut the shit out, man. Cut the shit. Like I, I'm not, I'm not, man. I can't go for that, man. I just can't. Like I, I need some. You got to give me something better than that. Other than anything else, is it's a, is a distraction and it's propaganda. Like that's, that's how I see it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's all it is, bro. I'm like, 
the thing is, is like we are aware of these things. So it's, we're generally just having a conversation. This ain't some shit that's like, it strikes us as a surprise. Like, oh, fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like anytime somebody come out and they're like, hey, this person said some racist shit. I'm like, oh, word. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's. I could think of maybe two white people I'll probably be a little surprised by, but even mm. then, I just go back to, oh, damn. You know what damn. I'm saying? It finally happened. Like a motherfucker say Jim Carrey been, you know, say it's a tape of Jim Carrey just going around. These niggas and this niggas and niggas and niggas. I, I like, laugh my ass off. I'm like, 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 damn, whoa. Jim. I'm like, whoa. Damn, <laughs> you know Jim. Not you, bro. <laughs> not, not Jim Carrey. Not Jim Carrey. Like, that's how you got your start. And God bless Jim Carrey and all his success and everything that he's done, man. I salute him. I, I like Jim Carrey and everything, but... That, that would be one of the ones that would surprise me if it came out that he was on that. Yeah. Time. yeah. But, like, yeah. you talking, like... We're talking, like, these thoroughbred white boys. Like, Jim, I mean, I look at Joe Rogan. He hang around with black people. He got black friends. I would mm-hmm. assume that if he does use it, the word, he would have used it the way he was accused of using it. Because the way he said it was fucking hilarious. It was fucking funny. It was like... This ain't this don't even sound like some racist. I mean, it, it don't sound like blatantly racist shit. It sounds like he's tone deaf as fuck. Like he hang around so many black people talking that nigga shit that, and he, that he's like he's at some point he becomes racially ignorant. Yeah, he's yeah. comfortable. He was saying it like he's comfortable, bro. It wasn't even like he was out of his element. So, and you know, it's a difference, bro. It's a difference. Like when it's said from from a motherfucker who a white boy who's trying to be funny and he don't really got no business saying it, it come off completely different. You know Absolutely. Like Absolutely. should Joe Rogan should Joe Rogan get caught slipping saying it like that? Absolutely not. He's so absolute, he's so out of his element at the time. But he was just he was having conversations. Yeah. And and the <laughs> other thing about it for me is like, do y'all really want guys like me and six to go back to being protective of that word the way we used to be? Like, do y'all really want that? We all need that. <laughs> <laughs> You got to pick our battles, bro. Man, that's not a battle I'm picking. I'm not picking that one. Listen. They got to be very, I mean, it's, and we talking. Y'all going to have to send the National Guard after some, man. Older now, you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's, I might as well just go back to being ignorant in the streets. Might as well be, might as well. Because like, if you, if you really want me to have that approach to that word, that means everybody that I've had, a situation with that's used it in the last 20 years like i gotta turn around now and say i no longer forgive you i have to re- i have to pay you back for what you said man because i'm passionate about that the word and its usage that's crazy man it's crazy man i uh i've listened to some of joe joe rogan's comedy specials on on netflix the one where he was uh he flew the g9 plane or the g4 plane Mm-hmm. It's a fighter plane, F5 or whatever. I'm not sure what it is. That was fucking hilarious. I don't know if you I don't know if you know which one I'm talking about. It. I might have seen it. I don't know the name of it. Man, he was saying that he said the G force is so crazy. He said once they got to like G4, you're breathing into the tube. He said, You see the tube and you hear the guys talking on the movies. He says nothing like that. He said, the guy, he said, they tell you. When they put that on you and you hit that G, the, the force, mm-hmm. he said, we're going so fast that you literally have to breathe into the tube to keep your brain from turning into slush and going to like the back of your skull and everything and your eyes roll back and you die. So he mm-hmm. said, you're breathing into the tube to make sure that you keep your eyes awake and, and that, you don't, that you don't go to sleep and die. 
So he's he told he told me he, he he's he's telling you the story about it. Man, I can't remember the comedy special, but I think it's worth checking it out because it, he talked about uh he did man he did some cold shit man. I was like yo Joe Rogan is a bad motherfucker man. Yeah, yeah, I fuck with him. He was like <laughs> he was like you got to breathe because he was like you are not out. You're not out. And it's a right. chance you'll die. He's like, and then your brain is sliding to the back of your skull. He's like, there's so much shit happening. He's like, and you're breathing into this tube really hard, man. But um, that's on y'all, man. Y'all can y'all can have that fight. That's 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 a battle that's not big, big to me. Um, black people being slain there's in the streets by cops. There's a lot of motherfuckers that need to get the fuck up out of here. He yeah. ain't on the list. Yeah. I'm, not even, I'm like, come on, man. We got way bigger. Yeah. We, we, we talking about people that's been that's been beaten up black people that work on a police force for years and yeah, and let's let joe, joe biden the fuck out of here yeah, joe, man what biden the fuck out of here dude this y'all man wanted to had the crack law pass and y'all y'all ain't tripping over that i ain't tripping over that y'all tripping over this nigga this this white boy saying nigga nigga <laughs> this one the dude who who the joe dude, biden who, said he didn't want to live in a racial jungle man dude but that's not offensive This motherfucker said, you ain't black if you ain't voting for me. That ain't offensive to y'all? They, they looked at that as a challenge. <laughs> they accepted the challenge. <laughs> we we got to go vote for him because I can't have, I, he can't test oh, my black card. He can't test my black card. Man, you can't test my motherfucking black card. I know what's in that card. Oh, got, got Kamala Harris behind him and shit. Fuck out of here, man. These motherfuckers is uh, hilarious, man. You know what? To all the people who sit behind these keyboards, man, y'all need to figure out what to do with y'all life, man. For real. Because y'all, y'all gonna fuck around it. Y'all gonna fuck around it. Say what? Find a real purpose. Yes. Yes, because y'all gonna fuck around and and, and and do that to the wrong person, man. And, and it's people out here really striving for success and really trying to do great things. Y'all did this to Kevin Hart. Y'all got him out the, uh, what was that? The uh, Grammys? The Grammy, the Emmys or Grammys or whatever it was. Yeah, the Grammys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got him out the way. You know, oh yeah, yeah, bought, yeah. Bought. Yeah. It was the Oscars or whatever. It was the Oscars, Oscars, the highest, the highest one, the right? Highest movies, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got him out the way. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like y'all get together and y'all decide one day that y'all don't, y'all don't like a certain person. How 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 would it look if people went through y'all went through y'all livelihood? That's why y'all sit behind keyboards. Right, y'all don't even be outside. And they don't come above that that murky surface that they 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 reside underneath, dude. They don't stick their head out here and take chances. They're not getting out here taking chances and trying to better themselves and grow and and, and, and evolve into the next level. You know what I'm saying? They just want to sit in the comfort of what somebody else has done. Somebody else done made. You know what I'm saying? The internet, the fucking lights that they use, the electricity that's flowing through their house, the roof that's over their head. All that shit is made by somebody else. But they want to sit down and talk shit in the basement. They want to talk shit in a in dark ass den in a bedroom on a train on a phone. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to. They don't want to be active and actually contribute to society. They just want. You should be out here taking a risk. Yeah, you should be out here taking a risk trying to do something fulfilling with your life instead of trying to fuck up other people's lives. You know what I'm saying. Like, if you gonna fuck up somebody's life, fuck up these people that's out here raping people, all these pedophiles and shit. Why ain't y'all fucking up their life? Ain't nobody gonna remember you for being the dude who who told on dude. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? His legacy cemented. His legacy cemented. He's doing something with his life. He's chasing after something that's, that's grander and bigger than just sitting up there trying to be right. I just want to be right. Trying to be liked. 
Not even right. You're trying to be liked. Yeah, just get a bunch of shares and likes. Y'all life must suck, man. Come hang out with me and Six, man. We can get y'all some girls or something like that. You know, take y'all out. Get y'all some beer. Y'all come hang out with us. Come fuck with us, man. Come get we corrupt. around. <laughs> come get corrupted. Yeah, hey, let, let me come out here. Let me corrupt you. Because <laughs> that, 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 that biblical shit you on right now, I got you out here looking crazy on the internet. <laughs> come on, y'all man. Come on out here. Live a little, man. Judgmental as hell. Like, like these are the tickets to heaven. <laughs> come on out here man we, the we more celebrities i expose the the better my eyes are getting into the pearly the, gates the bigger my crown to be <laughs> come on man come on out here man live a little come hang out with me well, i'll take you to a few free, spots around the city what you like <laughs> yeah come on out here man let's 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 hang out let's kick kick the shits for a little bit i'm better, sure better i'm sure we can find something for you to get into let a fat girl twerk on you or something mm. yeah. There's some stuff we can get into out here. Y'all out here doing this, this cancel culture. And again, y'all got to be careful. Y'all got to be very careful because y'all going to fuck around. And, it, and, you know, they've been trying to turn this into an authoritarian society or, or they, one of those. They, they don't even know they're being used to go in that direction. They're yeah, being, they don't know that. They're being used to go in that direction. The whole idea of like, like, they, they, like we live in a society of idealism. This shit started back in like the, the late 80s, early 90s. It started with the fucking, with the, the opulent era of the 80s. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole idea. If you can have it all, you can get anything you want. The American dream, blah, blah, blah. Man, look, now look at these motherfuckers. They feel like they, because they not, nobody holding them up, nobody propping them up, that, that, that they're owed something. Man, bro. Yeah, motherfuckers sitting around hiding behind be, computers, man. Always gonna be survival of the fittest out here. You ain't gonna be no millionaire before you're 20 years old sitting in the crib trying to trade crypto. Your ass out of here, bro. That shit, that's, that shit is a limited lane. That's a limited lane. And, and it, it takes it takes it takes a, a certain amount of, of, of preparation and doing that over and over and over again until you finally hit the right one. I yep. heard that. I heard that so many times dealing with boxing and hearing it from music. They say, man, all you need is that one. Yep. For for the people that's listening, man, here's another thing. Y'all know what a formula's called 409. Most people don't. The formula 409, the cleaner that people use is called 409 because a motherfucker tried 409 times before he fucking got it right. Yep. Company, that's it. That's all. Company I work for make that shit. It took him that many times. That many times. And he that finally one. hit. That one. <laughs> and he finally hit. And y'all sitting around here, man. Y'all better get out here and do something constructive with y'all life, man. Get get up, put them keyboards away. Most motherfuckers don't even have like an entrepreneurial mindset, man. They don't they don't have a self made mindset. Most people are just sheep, bro. They just you know what I'm saying. They worker bees. You know what I'm saying. They don't have like the mindset of actually building their own hive and shit and actually doing something that's gonna be substantial. That's gonna have their name on it for for generations to come because they they legacy focused. Most people ain't even legacy focused. They ain't gonna be remembered for shit when they drop dead, bro. Mm. They're gonna be remembered for nothing. It's gonna be like a, a whatever the social media app is of that time. It's gonna be a in remembrance of post by that somebody who close to them who loved them for a few days, and then all of a sudden, that's it. You ain't gonna hear us see nothing else regarding to these. That's it. Regarding them because they never, stop. They've never impacted nothing or anybody. Man, here, here go a jewel. Here go. We, let's drop a jewel for him. Out of the fourteen million sperm, I would shout out your daddy sack. 
you were the one that made it. What is your fucking purpose? Like, you, you really think that shit? Like, what, what is your impact to the world, to society? What's your contribution? What's your contribution? What's your purpose? If you just add more kids to this shit, or you probably ain't even getting no ass, so that means that you just sitting up there beating beating your meat. You know. Wasting your wasting your 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 seed, you know what I'm saying? Dumping out your testosterone just so you can argue with motherfuckers on the internet. And then you probably done done it so much using using these points, yeah. Using these porn sites so much you can't get that shit up on your own. Or you don't know how to communicate with women because the women that you see in real life don't match the, the aesthetic of the women that's on the porn sites, and they don't they don't just give it up like you see it on the porn sites because your your perception of how dating really works is all out. So fucked up, bro. Yeah, I need to get. Yeah, I need to come outside, man. For real, breathe some of this air. Breathe some of this dirty ass air with us. Come kick it with us, man. We be at the bars. We be around the scene. We out here. And I, I mean, you know what, bro? And it's a lot of it's a lot of good and bad that comes with the the things that this generation is kind of like seeing and, and living with but they not there's nobody there trying to help them master it you know what i'm saying mm. like they, they, like they're like there are opportunities like they're if they could focus the energy because if they're not out here chasing pussy they could be building up them building themselves up you know what i'm saying getting you know what I'm saying getting a skill you know what i'm saying something like that when i was in high school in my early 20s there wasn't the, the resources were all in the building. Oh, those those were libraries. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The internet wasn't in my hand. It wasn't in my pocket. I couldn't go search everything that I wanted in one one fell swoop and call it a day. Excuse me. So when you look at all of the the opportunities that they have in front of them, and all they do is waste that energy on browbeating people because they want to cancel them, that's kind of crazy to me, man. You know yeah, putting all that energy into that—that's a shame. Or, or doing think pieces on, on you know, what I'm saying on, on people because they celebrities and they're in the limelight. Well, how about if we turn that light around on you? What would our think pieces look like? You know what I'm saying? Like you had an opportunity now. If all this time and energy, you got all this time, you got all this information. If you focus all that, all that information and time and energy down a single path to your own personal success, ain't nothing in your way right now. Nothing. You got just as much time as we got right now doing you this. Don't have, most of y'all don't have the, the responsibilities of a family. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Y'all sitting up there just talking shit on the internet trying to be flashy and funny. Man, here go another jewel for y'all. Uh, I think I said this already. The richest place in the world is the uh, cemetery. Bro. Because it's full of motherfuckers like y'all who never got that idea out. They never went and strive for anything. They were never purpose-driven. They died before they got a chance to actually see their vision come true. They never even had, had the opportunity or they wasted the opportunity to let their ideas come to fruition. Because they, they fucked it all. Yep. And now y'all out here again talking about this whole cancel culture, man. I do not... I When y'all, when y'all start canceling motherfuckers that you know need to be out the way, when y'all start saying cancel these badass diets and, and all this horrible food out here, these sugary ass foods, when y'all start doing shit like that, I'll ride with it. But until then, man, this this little frivolous shit that y'all be doing is whack. It's whack, man. Joe Rogan ain't Joe Rogan is not on my list. He ain't no threat, ain't no threat to nothing that's happening on this side. You know what I'm saying? He's just a dude with a podcast. He about as big a threat as fucking Joe Budden. You know no, what I'm saying? He's no different from. Any white guy I know that smokes weed, 
does shrooms, has a family, and takes care of them. Bill Maher. <laughs> Bill Maher say some wild shit. You know what? That shit, most of that shit never even land on my fucking, you know what I'm saying? It, it never even make it in front of me because I just know his brand is his brand. I, I'm not moved by none of that, man. Where the, the real threats still exist. The real threats still exist, man. You got these high, you got these high Supreme Court judges in there that's racist in a motherfucker. You got these people that's working for these precincts that's racist in a motherfucker. You got, you know, all these, like we just said, the NFL teams, racist in a motherfucker. Y'all ain't aiming at them. These NFL owners going out here fucking these little girls. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't, y'all ain't canceling them. Y'all ain't jumping on their ass. Oh, cause y'all go to the games. Come on, man. Make it make sense. Y'all can't do cancel culture when it's favorable for you. See what it is. Just when you, just when your feelings are hurt. That ain't that ain't cool. That ain't they fair. Wanna, they only want control over what impacts them. You know what I'm saying? So they they control cancel culture because they get to they get to to drive the car in the direction it's going. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, we're not we looking at it objectively, bro. We're just viewing it from the from a real perspective. That is absolute nonsense. Yeah, that's how I say. I don't see it as nothing. I don't see it as nothing effective. Um, I don't know one person that they. I don't pay attention to it that often, but so far I haven't seen anybody that they wanted to cancel that's uh, that I would agree with. Um, so far, right? You know what I mean? Like it. If y'all want to cancel something, cancel this bullshit school, public school system that we got and, and have it rebuilt. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, of, it's a lot of shit that y'all we that we that really needs some work and, and y'all not even focused on it. I think about how like they uh what's the mayor of Chicago name? Lori Lightfoot, aka Uncle Lori. And you know how like she's like a national meme. Like everybody everywhere is like, hold on one second, I got somebody at the door. Hold on, let me pause it. Well, if corrupt gave a fuck about a bitch, I'd always be broke. I never have no motherfucking endo to smoke. I was just gonna say how like it's interesting how like they dragging the hell out of her like Chicago's uh reputation wasn't already shitty as far as mayors go. <laughs> yeah, but she, you like, know what, she got that position at a bad time anyway. The position was already fucked up and you know, oh, yeah. the, the city was already in a in a bind. Yeah. And, and the people that ran it before her didn't do a uh, too good of a job anyway. So she jumped in there and now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and now we're looking at they're looking at her as this is the person we're going to blame all of this on. Yeah. You know, so they it's really just priming it at this point. They're letting all the memes go out. Everybody feel how they feel. They making little jokes about her and shit like that. So her reputation and all that already got the little nice stain on it. Now they're gonna put the finish on it. Yeah, they're gonna yeah, gloss it on over. Yeah. But I hope she comes out of it okay, man. It's it's not necessarily her fault. Um, the city was already in a bad in, in bad shape, you know. There there are potholes older than me in this motherfucking city. So um, you know, and and, and that those two haven't been been fixed. So you know, I'm not I'm not mad at Lori Lightfoot. She's done. I guess she's done the best she can. I don't know because I'm not around that. I'm not a fly on the wall in the offices of what's going on. But um, the leadership in this in the city hasn't hasn't been hasn't been well in a very long time. And then so, you got to take into account like how much real estate you're in leadership of, and how much of, the, of each subsector actually respect you. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's you're a supervisor over a city, pretty much. 
You dig what I'm saying? And each fucking alderman is like a team lead. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, whether they rock with you or not, you know what I'm saying? It's all about whether or not they get what they want out of it. Chicago just corrupting that way, bro. It's just like- It been that way. Yeah, it's, 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 the way it, it's the way it functions. It functions with dysfunction. Correct. You know what I'm saying? It's like the north side, I was going to be the north side. You know what I'm saying? The west and, side going to be the west side. And, and fuck the rest of the city. The north side is what we focus on and fuck the rest of the city. Unless we want to come over there and build on that shit. Yep, we're going to develop on it. We're going we're gonna to come over there every once in a while and check it, make sure you guys are dropping the, the prices on the property out here by- you know what I'm saying? Committing your crimes and selling your drugs. And then as soon as they get to the right price, that's when we're going to come and intervene and kind of show show our face to make everybody feel like we're going to clean this motherfucker up and then the Starbucks going to open up. Yeah, when you see a Starbucks, you know what time it is. <laughs> Whole Foods and shit. Yep. And before, you know it, before you know it, some chick running down the street jogging with her Labradoodle on the leash and shit. Yeah. Uh, but no worries, no cares in the world. Right in front of your trap house. Right in front of your trap house. And for a lot of you all, that should be a realization that you need to clean the motherfucker up and hold on to any property that you have in the area. And you don't. Don't sell that shit. Yeah, you let them move all the way out to the suburbs because the houses are bigger. <laughs> don't let them sell it. Don't let them tell you to sell your great grandma career for your, your 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 grandma career. Don't let them tell you to do that shit. That property is that, that property is worth money, man. Try to they will talk you down on the price to make you feel like that's all you could get for it. Cause they're gonna give it to you up front. Yep. Instead, get it appraised. You know what I'm saying? Do whatever it whatever repairs you can afford to make to it, get them done. Yep. Keep it in the family. Don't, don't leave, don't give up them homes. I was I remember when it first started happening 10, 15 years ago. I was like, man, don't don't get that shit up. So my grandma, like one of the last people on her block her and maybe like three other neighbors the last on her block to be like some of the original homeowners in the neighborhood you know what i'm saying because there used to be a lot of white people when i was a kid over on 70th and union and shit like that there used to be a lot of white people over there when i was a shorty mm. no man you can't give up them homes man you know it's vacant lots and boarded up buildings and shit you know what i'm saying and all of that can't be blamed on crime bro but they like to blame it on it Man, but but I mean, what what's what's up with us, man? Is it a lack of not just leadership, but is it a, is it a lack of financial literacy too, where we end up generation upon generation? Do we could have this conversation, but you gotta be prepared for the roller coaster ride. We're gonna go down. Well, I I, I I already know how this is gonna go. It's not it's not for me. It's for those who need to be educated. So, I think it's like. Um... It's just by design, bro. It's like, cause you gotta keep us at a disadvantage where we're in need, you know what I'm saying? And the best way to kind of do that is kind of to appeal to like the, uh, the, the, the the deepest needs of the family, you know what I'm saying? So you don't want, like you, they seen a scenario of how we function and how well we can reproduce and how well we can actually provide for our families when we are actual family unit. unit. So you had those scenarios in place that kind of remind you of the Black Wall Streets and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But they don't want to see that happen again. No, they don't want. They don't want that. Do is they take all the leadership out of the community, man, and leave nothing but churches and liquor stores. You know what I'm saying? You get all the men out of the household by, you know what I'm saying, offering the incentive of, you know what I'm saying, giving you giving you more wick or more uh, welfare or whatever it is, more aid. Yeah. I give you, we'll give you $500 extra if you get him out the crib. Yep. 
a lot of these guys being as resourceful as they were, they were worth a steel mill jobs back when the day back in the day before you needed to get have a fucking high school degree or, or a degree or some shit like that. But what they did was they started adding those as, you know what I'm saying? Those had to be the criteria to meet to get those jobs. So a lot of people wasn't working those jobs or getting those jobs anymore until they retired them out. You couldn't get walk up in there off the street because you, you know what I'm saying, you lack an education, but you need to get some money. Not yeah. no and then and then the next thing they did, especially on the Eastern Seaboard and places like Baltimore, Maryland, you know, they took those jobs and the jobs in the Midwest at the uh, car plants, they took them overseas. So you had you had areas where black people were prominent and successful it went it went away because now <clears throat> you don't have a job you don't have a, the means to, to 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 take care of your family and provide and protect you get a lot of black men out here in these streets drinking liquor and smoking drugs smoking and doing all type of crazy drugs and, and the home the home foundation falls apart and you know everything rises and falls on leadership if you don't have a entrepreneurial self-sufficient mindset then you raising the family with you know what I'm saying whatever mindset you have mm-hmm. and that, that inspires those types of that that chain of events that occur you know what I'm saying like your role models like young young men need role models bro young young daughters need role models and if all you got is like who is like currently around you in that moment of time and all they can show you is what they got going on in that moment of time based on the their reaction to their reality you get what you get you know what I'm saying? Like we all kind of like to fantasize and and glorify like the good times of Big Mama and stuff like that. But she, Big Mama, you know what I'm saying? She was maintaining the house that somebody else bought a lot of the times. You know what I'm saying? Granddad bought the house. He just wasn't alive to enjoy it with the rest of the family. Because he put so much into getting everything, putting everything into it, making sure that everybody had a roof over their head. So Big Mama house was really his house. Big Daddy house. But y'all didn't know that though know that because he was you know what I'm saying he he worked himself to the bone and now you don't have no examples of that no more there ain't too many granddads who are available you know what I'm saying most of the granddads is in jail or dead because of the street life shit you know what I'm saying the, the hustle beyond any means type shit and that's the whole thing that people don't try to put into consideration because they always try to like demonize activities that poor people uh partake in but like hustling is hustling I don't care where you from bro it's like if you all you got is what you got in front of you and you got to provide, you got to feed these people over here. A man's, a man is going to do whatever he got to do to feed them. It ain't yep. about you getting no fucking Coogee or no Gucci or no Louis, all that old shit. That's not, that's never been the primary objective. You know what I'm saying? Niggas was getting that money so they could feed people. Facts. It's just it's like, it's different now because people don't see it that way. And the reason why they don't see it that way is because history is being rewritten right in front of our face. Man, it's the same old cycle that we've been doing uh, since the whole hustling era of music came in. It's the, the cycle is just going back over again. But let's just say this too, though, man, to the young men and women, hustling, selling dope, and going to jail is not cool. You are literally throwing your life away. You're giving your life away to a... A, a, a prison system that don't give a fuck about you. Oh, it's actually it's a it's a. I feel like it, like I think we had this conversation before when we had the uh, the group session with me, you, Tony, uh, Creed. They're corralling us the same way they corral us in, into sports and entertainment. There's another subset that's being corralled into the prison system. You know what I'm saying? They're kind of like like they know that this like it's like filtering. They're filtering out. Yeah. And if you tell them it's a it's a school to prison pipeline. Yeah. 
and the filter catches all the, the good ones and everything else falls through. All the good ones, we'll go ahead and put you to work. We'll give you like, we'll reward you with money. We'll reward you with opportunities to do this and that and the other because you've been so so good. The rest of y'all, if you didn't get funneled over here and corralled into sports and entertainment. This is all you got. All you get is this right here. And if you fuck up, you're going to jail. And then we own your ass. You know what I'm saying? And for every black person that sits in the jail, because there's over 2 million of us, you are worth $60,000 to them, I think, or something like yeah. that. Okay. A billion-dollar industry off of black people sitting in jail cells, because now we can get y'all to create license plates, clothing, furniture. furniture, food, everything. We'll get you all to do everything we need for free. Yep. You all to make a, a penny, pennies a day, 50 cents a day doing this, doing this shit. It is not cool to go to jail, man. I understand people got to do what they got to do to survive. I myself have been through it. I understand it, but man, don't don't let don't let them people take your life away like that. Yeah. Find 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 something else to do, man. Find what it is that you love to do. Love it and keep doing it until it gets you to the point where it pays for your success. That's what you should be doing. Facts. Don't let these people trick you into them jails, man. You're throwing. You're literally throwing away years of your life sitting around trying to look cool and be hard and be tough in front of a bunch of other motherfuckers that didn't want to be hard and tough to begin with. Thanks. Don't let them people trick y'all into doing that shit. Don't let this music fuck y'all over like that. That It was all game plan that way. All this shit was game plan. It was the... I blueprinted out. So it's one of the things where it's like, uh, and what it is also is like, it's a playbook. You know what I'm saying? We talk about like historically, the way whole civilization subjugate its its people, they usually do it under these means. It's just we have more, we have a it, we have a, a longer history of it because this country's founded on it. You know what I'm saying? And it's, the problem is, is that it's become. I can see, I can see the the attempts to kind of like crawl out from underneath the dog pile on it, and kind of like because we 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 have a generation that's behind us that's like super inclusive and stuff like that. But I don't think that they are aware of, because I feel like you got to understand your history. You don't got to harp on it. You ain't got to live it. You ain't got to, you know what I'm saying? But understand where you come from. Understand why it matters. And then move forward accordingly, as opposed to like just being blind to it and, and feeling like, well, because Jared and Becky are so cool and they're such good people that the world can be a better place. If Jared and, and Becky are being taught bullshit at home, they are not going to tell you, hey, my mom and dad are racist. Unless they're made aware that racism is not cool shit or bias is not cool shit, and that become that that's a conversation that just needs to be had. You got you got to have these tough conversations. Yeah, absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot, man. I don't. Uh, I think we said this before. I don't. I don't. I do not think. I do not believe that people understand the actual shit show that we deal with every day, like. It's so easy for for shit to happen to us and, and 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 no one give a fuck. We're always in constant, we're like constantly pivoting and avoiding and survival mode. Everything is constant strategic movement. You know what I'm saying? You could be in a you could be in a crowded grocery store and that shit can go upside down and you are aware of it at all times. Yeah. And, and you tuned in and you 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 you're shopping. But you're, you're but you're listening too. I'm shopping, but I'm listening. I'm paying attention. You could be standing in line at, at Walgreens and buying a pack of gum. But I'm looking around, checking the scene. 
man, it's, it's craziness. And then what's crazier than that, though, is that, and this is a conversation I think I was having with somebody, how, like, for, for Black men, we're, like, the last line of defense for everything. And when we're, not, when we're removed from that structure, you have a situation where Black women feel like they need to be the shield and the, and the guard and the warrior. And they shouldn't have to be. They shouldn't have to be. You see what I'm saying? Like, if you think about it, like, we are the ones that are supposed to, if somebody kick in the fucking front door, we the one that's supposed to protect the family. Because a woman hides behind you, baby, I heard something. Go see about it. They send you out. That's your job. Right. But the roles have been changed because the, the removal of us. They don't even respect us because they had no need to for the last 40, 50 years. Where we've been at, you know what I'm saying? In their eyes. You know what I'm saying? And as far as the message that's been taught to them, uh, as opposed, you know what I'm saying, as opposed to the reality and seeing us in that in, in our in our roles. You know what I'm saying? Drugs really did a crack crack was like the one thing they threw out there. They were like, hey, let's see what this does. Heroin and crack, bro. <laughs> Heroin and crack. And alcohol already play his part. <laughs> Cause it's one in every on what one every fucking four, five buildings on one block. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like store like uh, every block you're gonna see a church every block you're gonna see a church or a liquor store in our community hey, and let me say this when you, if you're listening when i go out to these white neighborhoods or i hang out with the uh some of these people i do not see that shit you don't they don't even know they didn't they didn't even know what liquor store was until they started hanging around some of us and the crazy part about it is, though, like they like stores have like regular hours. I like stores be open at fucking twenty four hours and shit. Like three and three in the morning. Yeah. Niggas right. will go outside and get shot just so they can get some liquor. Yep. Just so they can drown their pain, man. If y'all listening, man, don't let these people trick you into that bullshit. Took me a while to get there, and I I was smart enough, but I was I was with the foolery and the fuckery, and and and, and but I had a goal. I was I was driven and I was I had to go. And once I got close enough to it, I was like, all right, my time is up. I'm not gonna let nobody know what I'm out here trying to do, and I'm out. I'm bouncing. Right. I learned my lesson from that because I, I seen someone I seen someone else do it and they told they told they told their goal to the wrong people and they ruined it for him. Mm-hmm. And he no longer here. That's that self-awareness. You know what I'm saying? Being aware, you know what I'm saying? And having, being on survival mode. It's crazy though, because like we're always on alert. Always on alert. Those of us who aren't always on alert, that's a privilege. (laughs) Hey man, listen, the reason why I learned my lesson through that is because wolves don't make good house pets. Bears don't make good house pets. And I was around some of them. And they play for keeps. These are the type of dudes, man, that you know, you just learn your lesson and you say, yo, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to still be here. So that's that. But, you know, uh, I appreciate being able to have conversations like this, man, because you are one of the few brothers that, you know, I relate to and we can go into these type of things. But yo, as far as as far as canceling Joe Rogan, man, y'all tripping. I don't see it. I don't see it. You know, yeah, I trip. And Joe Rogan been out here for years and years and years. He was out here way before this whole cancel culture era happened. He was out here doing comedy, tearing down comedy shows. Dang it. Trust me. Him saying that word is not going to be, that's not what it's going to take to take somebody like him down. All you did, all you did was give him ammunition, but go ahead. 
All they did was put a battery in this back now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because truthfully, it ain't even about us. Cause see what it is, is they, they threw the ball in our court. They're like, well, y'all cancel them. We couldn't get them out of here. Y'all get them out of here. And all we did was kick that shit back across the street. You're not even interested. It's like, a, it's like a little sprinkle of us out there having the conversation in, in, in this, in a nuanced way. But the most of us are, you know what I'm saying? I, Man, I, I, I know who I am. Yeah. I know who I am. Man, Joe Rogan don't make, don't Joe Rogan don't pay no bills over here. He don't he do don't, nothing for me. He don't, he don't have no control over writing policy. None of that. He's you just know, a, he does a voice on the podcast. Yeah, he is not a motherfucker that 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 puts a million dollars in my uh, in my bank account. Because if he did, it, this would be a different different subject. Man, this ain't no, this, this this dude don't have have nothing going on. I got anything to do with me. That man has a podcast and he spoke his mind. Now that's some disagreeable shit. <laughs> he says some disagreeable shit from time to time, and that, and that's cool, you know, because he don't know all the facts. That's why he has all these different doctors and scientists and everybody else on his podcast. That's the whole purpose of us doing this: is to have conversation. We want to get we want to get to the point where we have understanding or we're more knowledgeable of things. But that him saying that word, him saying him saying the n word, man, come ah, come on, man, I, I I'm good, I'm good. That's not it. I got too much shit to worry about for that word being said and he's been saying it for years and years and years and now all of a sudden it bothers you all well why does it bother you now and that's why i keep going back to the why because if it bothered you then you would have said something you would have been said something but it bothers you now because you you want to get a newfound understanding of the word did you just get educated on the word were you just exposed to it in a negative way because Three out of those four questions were gonna lead you down a completely different path than the fourth mm. one. <laughs> cause mm. if you cause the first three are gonna have you like me, non-affected. If you really truly understand that word, if you have a newfound education for that word and a newfound respect for why that word even mean, means what it means, you won't even be mad. I did some digging for that word, man. I did a lot of digging for do, do I wonder do people even know that some of these books, man, to find words like that cause like Five hundred dollars, like you got to go. You got to go spend some money to get, like, to get get artifacts and shit like that, and get and get and get old, old, old literature and text, man. Like, it, y'all only, don't even know what y'all talking about. Right, man. The only way they spending that kind of money is on some Yeezys on StockX. That's the only time they spend that kind of money. They buy some shoes on StockX or 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 on meth or or, or cocaine or some shit, man. Y'all y'all tripping, man. Same way we said Scotty Pippen was tripping, y'all tripping, man. Y'all need to find something to do with y'all time. Don't be so so uptight. Remember, it's a it's a larger battle happening out here. It's a it's a war outside. No, it's a war going on outside. No man is safe from. Shout out to Prodigy of my beat. Salute, rest in peace. Like that is that is the least of my worries. I am not gonna let what's really going on out here be distracted by the words of Joe Rogan that you all already knew that he was saying. So someone decided to put together a, 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 a video yeah, <laughs> of him saying the word. So what? how did y'all feel back then? How they, You mean to tell me they scrubbed through all his videos and captured all of those little quick bits of him saying it and using the, the word. They, they, laughed, they sat there and search his algorithm for that word. That let me know that y'all were in tune with his podcast because y'all knew what episodes to go to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
Y'all tripping, man. Y'all better find something to do with yourself. And salute to uh, God bless all the families of those who were lost during the, this this era of, of, of COVID and, you know, you, you lost family members and things like that. I understand. I get it. I get it if you're upset about that, but nah, that this that that ain't that ain't it. That ain't nothing worth riding for. Not, ain't nothing. Mm-mm. Not over here. Not over here. I got I got I got what 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 Jay-Z say, I got mouths to feed until they put flowers on me. Y'all tripping. Y'all tripping. I, I can't I can't ride out behind that. We got a we got a completely different battle happening in our community that's way more robust, way more profound. Than what they're trying to toss over, like like it's a hot potato and shit. Like nah, man, we don't want to do that. Nah. that's y'all shit. No, nah, same way. Uh, what what Dave Chappelle say? Juicy Smolay, man, tried to come up with that bullshit. Tried to kick that bullshit into the yard and, and tell us to stand behind him with that shit. No, nah, man, and you see what we did? We fell back. Motherfuckers ain't standing behind that shit, man. You know what you did? Kinda, I find it to be kind of interesting and strange too, though. Because if you think about it from this perspective, like we can, we can put out music talking about the destruction of our community and killing each other and stuff like that. And our shit hit this, the D, DSPs and we getting streams and blah, blah, blah. But let me say I'm knocking some foreigner's head off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or some woman doing something to a woman or a child and my music is taking off DSPs. I'm here yeah. for that. But anything that, that's directed towards our people. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. So y'all ain't going to cancel that. Y'all don't want to cancel the rap music or the N-word altogether. Right. It's just all about him. But if I start saying something about the Catholic Church about or, or any other group, if I say something about the LGBTQ, I, I don't know if I, mess, I messed that up, but if I say something about them, y'all will come from my head. Yeah. But it's okay for us to degrade, demean, uh, be derogatory towards our own people like that's okay but y'all come on come on man pick a better battle than that man and then on top of that that's like that's an insult to my intelligence because you're telling me i don't know nothing about the goddamn word i don't know nothing about my own culture to for you to throw that in front of me but my culture is so feeble that this will be enough to get us off our shit no you know what i'm saying you know watch how many bodies drop over the last 15, 20 years. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Y'all should be out here canceling violence. Y'all should be out here canceling cocaine. Y'all should be out here canceling heroin. Cancel that shit. Cancel, Cancel. something tangible. <laughs> Don't try to weaponize my race to 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 benefit you. No, you don't nope. No, no negative on that. We're not doing that one. We're not going for that one. That's a no go. Can't I, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not standing with that. Working up the wrong tree. We good, man. You got anything else? I think I'm good, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Faux Profits Podcast. F A U X P R O F H I T Z. And of course, if you're listening, you don't need me to spell that out. But this is the homie six o six and myself. We just chopped it up about cancel culture, Michael Jackson, and a few other things. Uh, we hope you learned something. We hope you tune in again. And as usual, remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat if it's taken. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out. You bitch you.